In this message, you will learn. Your faith is like your battery, your mobile phone battery. You've got to make sure it is full. Your faith level has to be full. Because in life, you leave the church, you go out, you meet somebody whose battery for faith is zero. Which is beeping, beep, 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 and they're speaking negative, 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 negative. And, 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 and before you know it, that negative is rubbing on you. If your battery is also low, it will be low for low. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the situation is bad. Oh, before you, you leave the presence of the person, you're feeling really down. You see impossibility. I don't know what this morning you are saying enough is enough about. I don't know what you are saying enough is enough about. Amen. But I know that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can imagine or think. Amen. Sometimes life takes us through various parts of life. But there comes a point where you need to draw a line. There comes a point that you need to take the pen and draw the line. It's not God who draws the line. It's you who draws the line. Amen. It's not God who will come down and give you the pen and say, let me draw the line for you. But there comes a point where you have to draw your line on your marriage. You have to draw the line on your life. You have to draw the line on your finances. You have to draw the line on your health. You have to draw your line on your children's life. I don't know what report is contrary to the word of God this morning in your life in your marriage, in your finances, in your children's lives, if there's a diagnosis hanging over your head, if there's any negative report hanging over your children's lives, if there's anything hanging around you that is contrary to the word of God. Amen. Today, enough is enough. You, you have to say it yourself because faith is a speaking spirit. Amen. You have to open your mouth and say enough is enough. Amen. Because if you don't say it, you won't see it. Amen. I like what Pastor Segeji says, every day is God's day. But the day you believe is your day. Every day, God is at work. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He watches over Israel. But the day you believe is your day. So if you believe enough is definitely enough, today is your day. If you really believe that thing you've been going through, round the circle, round the circle, then today is your day. Amen. Today is your day. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, Who art thou, O mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. Amen. And he shall bring forth the headstone, Thereof with a shouting, grace, grace, grace. Hallelujah. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with the shoutings, grace, grace. So ask that mountain that you thought was there. Who are you, O great mountain, before and name yourself. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. Hallelujah. And what does the book of Deuteronomy 2, 3 says? You have encompassed around this mountain for too long. You have encompassed around this mountain long enough. I don't know how long that issue has been in your life. Sometimes it seems forever. Sometimes it seems unending. Sometimes it seems like it will never go away. You have compassed around this mountain long enough. What are you doing around the mountain? It says turn you northward. Turn you northward. Wait, who is northward? Turn you northward. You turn towards God. You have stayed around that mountain for far too long. For far too long. 
The Bible makes us understand that we are new creatures and Christ dwells in us. The grace how one lives on the inside of us. If God lives on the inside of you, is that anything impossible? The God who walked on water, if he lives on the inside of you, is that thing anything impossible? The God who healed the sick, is there anything impossible he cannot do? The one who raised the dead, is there anything he cannot do? The one who healed the sick, is there anything he cannot do? But do you know that he's on the inside of you? Do you know he's on the inside? Every single time you look at the mountain, you go around, you're not releasing the power that is in you. You have so much power and potential on the inside of you. The very DNA of God is on the inside of you. I always say this, if they had to take a blood test and take Jesus' blood test and take your blood test, you will have the same DNA. You will have the same capabilities. You'll have the same DNA. Nothing, not separable. This is why when you see sickness, you know it is not from God. Any sickness is not from God. Sometimes people believe sickness is there to humble them, um, to make them love God more. This thing that is there is there to make them love God. No. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. We hear that in James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. Amen. And it cometh down from the father of light with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Is that mountain that is before you a good gift? I'll say it louder. Is it a good gift? Is it coming from God then? Okay, so you know where it's coming from. Because every good and every perfect gift is from above. So when you receive something good, you know where it's coming from. When you receive a good, good report, you know where it's coming from. When you receive promotion, you know where promotion is coming from. When you receive advancements in life, you know where it's coming from. When you receive a house, you know where a house is coming from. Because every good gift and every perfect gift is coming from God, the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. So when God gives you a good gift, he will not turn on his word. God is too perfect to turn on his word. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said it? Will he not cause it to come to pass? All you need to know is what has he said? If you don't know what he has said, the enemy will tell you what he said. And you know the report from the enemy is not a true report. He will tell you what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. So every good and perfect gift comes from God. Amen. So in this season of faith, we need to know that what is faith? Pastor keeps reminding us, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things we do not see. So what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for this morning? Just check yourself. What am I hoping? What is that situation that is enough is enough? The evidence of things you do not see. So how do you walk by faith then? Because you know the end result is to have a, a wonderful, successful, beautiful marriage. But the current situation is telling you contrary to God's word. You know you want perfect health. But the doctor last week told you in your blood there's something they can't say, you know, that they've said is contrary to God's report. What is faith then? Faith is displaying your confidence in God. Faith is displaying your confidence in God. If God says every good and perfect gift comes from God, who, 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 without a shadow, he's a, 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 without shadow of turning, he gives us every good gift. So you know the perfect gift is a perfect body. The perfect gift is a healthy body. So you, you, you have your confidence in God and you display your confidence in God. By, Pastor has been teaching us about the language of faith, how important it is to declare what you want to see. Don't say it. 
if it's not of God. Don't say, oh, the doctor told me about this blood test. He says, I'm going to die in three months. You've already created a law because we are creative beings. So everything will start working out for your good. So if anything you're saying is not good, angels are bringing it to pass. You've already said I'm dying in three months. The angels are working a plan on how your death is going to happen. So if you say a negative thing, they begin to start working on it. They don't joke. Like pastor always says, if you go to a restaurant and you order a bottle of wine, the waitress doesn't know you're a believer, you're joking. You say, I want the red wine, I want the white wine, or whatever wine it is. The waitress runs back to the kitchen, brings the red wine, and gives it to you. And when you laugh, it, she doesn't understand. Why are you laughing? Because is this not what you asked for? Is this not what you asked for? The same thing happens. When we say what we want to see, life is not predictable. Life is life. But what we know is that we have overcome the world. Life, today you wake up, you have a headache, but do you confess you have a headache? Do you say, oh, this headache is killing me. Tomorrow you have a good day, you're excited. Another day, a phone call comes, it's bad news. What do you do? Do you confess the negative? No. Every word that comes out of our mouth is creative. Amen. Every word that comes out of our mouth is creative. Let's just do a case study in the book of Mark chapter number 9. Amen. And see how God came through for somebody who had had enough. Because I said, there comes a time when you've got to draw the line. And it's not God who will do it. It's you. He has given you the power in your hands, in your mouth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Mark chapter number nine. Amen. We read from verse 14. It's a long story, but just listen with the heart and believe. And when Jesus came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him and greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams in his mouth. He gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, Faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. That is Jesus. Then they brought to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming in his mouth. So he asked his father, how long has, he been, has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Wow. From childhood. I don't know what has been chasing you from childhood. But today marks the end of it. Amen. I don't know what has been chasing you from childhood, but today marks the end of it. Amen. Amen. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on, on us and help us. Amen. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible. To him who believes. Amen. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people came running towards him, he rebuked the unclean spirit saying, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Hallelujah. Jesus had a choice here. His disciples couldn't cast out the spirit. It could be the unbelief of the disciples because they couldn't cast it out. Yet the father claimed the unbelief to be his own. Because when Jesus says, if you can only believe, if you can only believe, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. And the father said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. 
I believe at that time when Jesus said, if you only you can believe, then she, he decided to turn around his life and look back and realize that it must be probably my unbelief. What have I done? What have I done? I haven't believed God. A lot of us are Christians, but we don't believe God. We are Christians because we have accepted Christ into our lives. But do we really believe him? Do we really, really, really believe God when he said he will do something for us? Do we really believe him? Amen. The test comes when you are tested. If you really believe God. The book of James chapter 2 verse 19 says, you believe there is one God. That's good. I like that. <laughs> you believe there is one God. That's good. You do well. Even the demons, they believe and they tremble. Even the demons, they believe and they tremble. Why do they tremble? Because they know the power of this wonderful God. They know what God can do, that God can do the impossible. It doesn't matter what somebody said about you. You've got to get to a point where you mark a line. In the book of First Chronicles, we are told of a story of Jabez. Jabez was named Jabez because his mother bore him in pain. So he carried the pain with him. Can you imagine somebody naming you pain? Every time somebody calls you, hello pain, hello pain. You are such a pain, you are pain. Every time, everywhere it turned, I'm sure the, the children at school mocked him. They made fun of him. He was Jabez. Amen. That was his name. That is why naming our children is so important. Don't name your child just because you saw a book, a catalog, a name in the catalog and you love it. Or just because one of these popular people have the same name. Name it because it has a meaning to you. Amen. They called him Jabez, but it got to a point to say, he would pray to God that, oh God, that you will bless me indeed as you have promised. Amen. So there comes a time in your life where you have to really say, oh God, I've had enough of this situation. I'm, I've had enough of going to the doctors. If you just will believe, Jesus is asking you, do you believe him today? Because faith, how does faith come? Amen. It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Your faith is like your battery, your mobile phone battery. You've got to make sure it is full. Your faith level has to be full. Because in life, you leave the church, you go out, you meet somebody whose battery for faith is zero. Which is beeping, beep, 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 and they're speaking negative, 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 negative. And, 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 and before you know it, that negative is rubbing on you. If your battery is also low, it will be low for low. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the situation is bad. Oh, before you, you leave the presence of the person, you're feeling really down. You see impossibility. So your battery for faith should be full. How you charge it is faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What is God saying about me? What is God saying about this situation? What is God saying about my life? What is God saying about my family? What is God saying? First thing in the morning, we have to be excited not to hear Facebook or see Facebook or Twitter or anything because that's what people are saying. But what is God saying? Why don't you go on your knees and tweet with God? Why don't you go on your, fa on your face and, and, and have Facebook with God? Amen. Why don't you go on your face and plead the cause for your life? Because your life depends on God. Amen. He orders the steps of the righteous. He orders the steps. So immediately you step out of your house. God has already ordered your steps. He has already ordered your steps. He will encompass you as a shield with favor. But if you don't know you have a shield of favor, anyone can just batter you about. How many people do you come into contact with who are Christians every day in your workplace? How many people? Do they all open their mouth in the morning? Do they all open their mouth in the afternoon? Do they open, open in their mouth in the, in the evening? They all are talking. But what they are saying might not be for you. It's not for you. Amen. It's so easy to chip in in a conversation that is going 
in a direction that is not going to build your faith. But you have to be alert at all times. Your battery for faith should be alert. Amen. Such that when you come into conversation with somebody whose battery for faith is low, your spirit is not happy with the conversation. You want to end it as soon as possible because something on the inside of you is leaping, knowing that this is not what God said about me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of First John. Praise God. Chapter number five and verse four. Amen. First John five and four. Today you will overcome that situation. But it comes from knowing who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ, life will just give you, a, you know, high five, high five, high five. But you don't want high five from life too, you know, because otherwise it takes you any direction at once. Amen. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Amen. Verse 5. Amen. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So do you qualify to be an overcomer? Who he overcomes is the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Do you believe that he is the son of God? Did you believe that he took your place on the cross? Did you believe that he died so that you and I will walk in prosperity and not in poverty? Do you believe that when he was nailed on the cross, he took away all your infirmities, all your diseases, all your frustrations, all your anxieties, all your pain, all your aches, all your tribulations. He took it all upon him so that he who overcomes the world will believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. He did it all for us. Even if you were the only one here on earth, he would still do it for you. He would still lay down his life on the cross just for you, just for you, just for you and me. So that situation that has been long pending, it's time for it to end. But it starts with you. Do you believe it can end? Sometimes um, the Bible says we bury any situation in the sea of forgetfulness. In the book of Micah, we bury everything evil in the book of forget, in, in the sea of forgetfulness. But do you know that sometimes where that thing has been buried, we sometimes go there fishing. <laughs> we are fishing for that thing. Where is it? Where, God has buried it in the sea of forgetfulness. But then you wake up one day, you want that thing that has been buried long time ago. You want that thing, you go fishing for it, you take it out. How do you take it out with our words? God says, I've healed you. You say, yes, Lord, you've healed me. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. And then you go home and then you start feeling the symptoms. Oh, this thing is coming back. You've just fished it out on the sea of forgetfulness. And once you believe you have it, you start manifesting the symptoms. If you say you have backache, the next minute, oh, this backache is killing me. You start walking like that. Because you think, okay, that thing has come back. Don't go and resurrect it in the sea of forgetfulness. Once God has dealt with it, hold on to the word of faith. Even if you don't see any results. Hold him accountable who promised. God is not irresponsible to promise and not deliver. But sometimes we forget what he has promised us. When the situation comes, you cry. And so, oh God, why did you bring it to me? All things work together for our good. For those who love God and are called according to his purposes. All things work together for our good. That friend who left your life, it's working out for your good. That friend who never called you back. It's working out for your good. That job you never got, it's all working out for your good. 
I know it's easy to cry over it and say, oh God, why didn't I get this job? Look at the packs. Look at the car. Look at the house they promised me. It's easy to cry over when you can't get your way. But all things work together for our good. For our good. Because God shows up. He shows up based on your belief. If only you will believe, you will see the rewards of the Lord. If only you will believe. Believe that your marriage will work. It looks, physically it might not look like it. Your body might be aching but refuse to confess what the enemy has said. Refuse it, refuse it with all that is within you. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever ask or imagine. What have you imagined about that situation? The amazing testimonies we are hearing in this house of people buying houses where on paper it was not possible. On paper, they do your credit check. You do your credit check a few months back. It's just poor. It's not possible. The time you go to apply for in the bank to get a house, the bank tells you your credit score is excellent. We've never seen such an excellent credit score. It is God. Saints, believe it. This is happening in Solution Chapel International. It's happening in Solution Chapel International. It's happening here. I've told my testimony before. I always tell it. I was telling it to my colleagues who don't believe in God. When I told one of my colleagues, she's sick. You know, religion called sick or something like that. There's a religion called that. Oh, Hindu, sorry, Hindu. She's Hindu. I came and told her what the Lord has done. She started crying at work. She started crying. She says, no, that's not true. It's God who did this. I said, yeah, it's God who did this. It's God, it's God that I serve who did this. It's God that I serve who did this. I, I don't know where your faith is. I'll repeat my testimony just briefly because I believe your faith needs to be stirred up. Sometimes I know we are human. We want to hear that God is in our midst. Sometimes you want to see proof. This morning, let's not be those who want to be Thomases. But let's believe. Hear the testimony. Believe. And let it spark something in your, in your spirit. To know that living, God, living your life to serve God pays. 15 years, I think it was 15 years ago, I had surgery where they removed my ovary. You know, women have two ovaries. They completely removed my one. My one on the left was completely removed. So all our children that I have conceived throughout our married life, we've got three beautiful children. They only came from one side of my body. <laughs> my right. <laughs> my side of strength. Amen. <laughs> my side of strength. So all of them are miracle babies. I don't know what you're believing God for. If you're believing God for a baby, receive it. Because God is just moving amongst us. He's rearranging things for us. Amen. To cut a long story short, a few weeks ago, I had a blood test. And the doctor said, oh, we need to do a scan. And I said, okay, fair enough. Um, the blood tests were fine. They just said you need to, we were fasting at that month. So my iron levels were quite depleted. So he said, you need to top up on your iron. I said, okay, that's fine. I know why my iron levels are low. It's because we are fasting this month. And she said, okay, that's fine. But a few weeks later, she called me and said, um, oh, they were querying my hormonal levels. They said, oh, your hormonal levels are a bit everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Let's do a test. We want to put you on HRT. And I said, me? HRT? That's not possible. But anyway, to cut a short, they called me two weeks later after the blood test. They, they, they said, we want to do a scan on you. I said, okay. I don't know why they wanted to do a scan. I don't know who ordered the scan. All I know, we had a phone call. They, they were looking for me so much that they tried my phone, didn't get hold of me, tried my husband's phone. When they eventually got me, said, you are booked in for a scan. It was a Thursday. Tuesday, you are booked in for a scan. I said, okay, fair enough. You want me to have the scan, I'll have the scan. Not knowing that all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good. 
Because the enemy would then start giving me ideas of why they want the scan and, and maybe something is wrong, maybe, but thank God I was in a good place of faith. Amen. My battery was fully charged. Amen. So I went for the scan and, and when they did the scan, they, they oh, said, oh, oh, everything is perfect with your ovaries. I said, with what, sorry? With my ovaries. She said, oh, no, no, this is absolutely perfect. This is your right one and this is your left one. And I said, what? Say that again. This is your right one. This is your left one. And I said, can I just see the monitor? Because I was lying on the bed and the monitor obviously faces the doctor when they do the scan, isn't it? She turned the monitor around. And she says, this is your right. This is your left. So I am walking with whatever God sent me from heaven with. I am complete with both ovaries in my body in situ. The doctor doesn't understand it. I had a, I had a follow-up appointment, I think, last week. The doctor just said, oh, we just want to do a follow-up appointment. And I said, okay, that's fine. She says, it's very amazing. I, I said, what's amazing? She said, your scan. This is what the doctor said. I said, just read it to me. Because some faith comes by hearing. And hearing what the Lord has done. Amen. She says, That's absolutely, I don't know why they made an appointment with you because there's nothing completely that I need to see you about. The doctor wrote here, we did a scan. Everything appears normal. Textures appears normal on both ovaries. Everything is 100% normal. That's it. So I don't know why you are in my office. I said, I want to tell you that there was a miracle that happened. You don't know about it, but a miracle has happened. Do you believe in miracles? I was asking the doctor. She says, it depends, it depends. I said, I just want to tell you, a miracle has happened. I told her the story. She looked at me and thought, I wonder what she's all about. But I know what I'm all about. I know what I'm all about. God of impossibility is in our midst. Amen. Believe he is able to shift that mountain. The same God who did it for others will do it for you. The same God who heals can heal your children. The same God who heals can heal your body. You are meant to walk in 100% divine health. Because the greater one lives on the inside of you. The greater one lives on the inside of you. Sometimes God, it seems like he's delayed in your life. But don't give up. Some things may seem like they're, they're, it's delayed so much that it's starting to rot. We've seen God do it. We've seen God raise Lazarus. God loved Lazarus with all his heart. He loved him with all his heart. But he waited four days to get to Mary's and Martha's house where Lazarus was actually in the grave and he was now smelling. I don't know what is sending a bad order in your life that when you think about it, your heart begins to palpitate. I don't know what is it that you think about at night and it wakes you up and you break out into a sweat. I don't know what confusion is happening in your mind that when you think about it, you don't see a possible situation. But God did it for Lazarus. In the book of John chapter 11 verse 4, he did it there. He went into Lazarus' tomb. It was a hopeless situation. What have you written off in your life as impossible? Is there anything you've thought it's impossible? I can never be settled in this country. I can never marry. I can never have children. I can never. Anything you say, I can never. This is what God works with. He wants the, 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 the ones that are impossible. Mine, no one operated on me. The doctor said, organs don't grow. Organs don't grow again. I said, I know. I know organs don't grow again. Organs don't grow in the body. Sometimes once you lose an eye, that's it. Once you lose a kidney, that's it. It's one organ, that's it. How come God can make one? I don't know when he made it. 
Because if I knew when he made it, I would have woken up and said, God, you are the best surgeon in the world. I don't know when he did it, but I believe the words of faith that are coming. As you keep hearing it and believing it, as you keep hearing it and believing it, as you keep hearing it and believing it, amen. What did Jesus say? When Jesus heard about Lazarus, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. This sickness is not unto death. Nothing will kill you before your time. Nothing will kill you before your time. Cancer will not touch your body. Sickness will not touch your body. Any blood-borne disease cannot touch your body. Nothing will ever harm your body. Because this sickness is not unto death. When you doubt God and an enemy has given you sickness, declare that this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God to be, re to be revealed. Amen. Amen. Sickness is not from God. It's not from God. The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God to be revealed. When the enemy attacks like a flood, the Bible says God raises a standard against him. It might seem the enemy is attacking like a flood, but God will always raise the standard. He will always raise the standard. This is why you need to stand on the solid word of God. If you are standing on your own belief, you'll be trembling and shaking. Your feet will be wobbling about. But the Son of God may be glorified through it. When God raised Lazarus, everyone was looking. And when God turns that situation around in your life, everyone who knew you were going through that situation will be shocked. Because without a test, there can never be a testimony. Sometimes it's easy for us. Testimony time, overcome us time. Come and share your testimony. But what you are standing here to say, I've been tested and I've passed. When it's testimony time, it's not something to brag, to say, oh, oh, this, this, this. People who come and testify, if you are given a chance to explain your testimony, you would know that they were tested. They won't tell you the full story of their testimony. All they said, I was believing God for this and God did it. But from A to Z, what, what happened? What happened between A to Z? They were rejected a couple of times. They were laughed at a couple of times. They were turned away from, from places a couple of times. They were sent back a couple of times. But stand in the word of God until you move from A to Z. If you haven't gotten to your point yet, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. The grace of God is sufficient to take you from that point to that point. If you haven't seen your desired effect based on the word of God, God cannot lie. Some people say, oh, I've quoted every scripture I know. I haven't even read half the Bible. You cannot quote any scripture you know. Keep quoting. <laughs> if, if it doesn't happen, you haven't quoted enough. You cannot, you cannot finish the Bible and quote every scripture that is here. It's impossible. If you, and not, and not, and not see the results, it means what, you are making God a liar. If I've quoted everything in here and I don't see my results, it means, oh no, forget, forget, forget about God. It means it's not real. Because once you stand on his word, quote it until that thing you are believing God for. If it is from God, it will come to pass. If it is from God, it will come to pass. If it's a good and a perfect gift that comes from God, with whom there is no shadow of turning, it will come to pass. Healing is your divine right. You don't even have to beg for it. It's your divine right. A sound mind is your divine right. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you are not seeing joy yet, keep quoting the scriptures. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of doubt, I shall fear no evil 
Because everyone walks through the shadows of death sometimes. And the shadows, they appear real, but they are not real. The shadows is the one that scares you the most. When you see a shadow of something, you are really terrified because it, it looks like the real thing, but it's not a real thing. It's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. Jesus overcame it all. How much do you believe that he can do it? Belief is in you. It comes from you. You only have to believe. You only have to believe. Amen. If you don't believe, you won't see it come to pass. If you don't believe, you won't see it come to pass. Amen. Let's see another parable that Jesus taught us. Let's see a story that happened in the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Mark chapter number five. Two women had issues. One young, one old. Everyone has an issue. Everyone has have had to deal with an issue. Sometimes you might not have an issue now, but at one point in your life you had an issue. Or maybe an issue will come. Issues happen every time. But we have overcome them already. We stand from a point of victory. We stand from a point of what? Victory. Amen. Now, verse 21, sorry. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by his name, and when he saw him, he fell at Jesus' feet. And he begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, and she may be healed, and she will leave. Amen. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Verse 25, another woman. Now a certain woman had the flow of blood for 12 years. So two people, one is a young child, a young girl who was 12 years old, and one is a woman who've had an issue for 12 years. I don't know how long your issue has been. It's only God who knows how long it's been. But you have come in the right place in the right service. Because enough is enough. It might be 12 years, it might be 20 years, it might be 5 years, 2 years, 1 month. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from the many physicians. She had spent all she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him and in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch the hem of his, his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt her body and she was healed from her affliction. Hallelujah. She was healed from her affliction. And Jesus immediately knew in himself that power had gone out of him. Because when Jesus left, he had charged his battery full. And somebody had tapped into his charged battery and the power started going out and he knew somebody touched him by faith. Amen. So that's what you are going to do today. You're going to touch Jesus by faith over that situation. Amen. You are going to declare that enough is enough on that situation. And Jesus turned around the crowd and said, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see multitudes thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed in your affliction. Amen. Amen. This is what Jesus is saying this morning. Son, daughter, your faith has made you well. Amen. Go in peace. You are free from this affliction that you see before your eyes. Amen. You are free from this affliction as long as you approach him. 
comes to Jesus, touch the hem of his garment. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than what we can ask or imagine. Amen. This world is waiting for us. Amen. They want to know that what we believe in is real. How will they know that what we believe in is real if we don't walk in the testimonies of his goodness? This is why I love that songs, First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation. This is who you are. You are a chosen generation. First Peter 2, 9. You are a royal priesthood. Amen. You are a holy nation. You are his special people. Amen. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are chosen. You did not choose yourself. He chose you. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. You are his own special people. Do you think God will let his own special people suffer? If he calls you special, of course he's got good things for you. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. When you get to your testimony, that's your marvelous light. When you see your testimony, it's your marvelous light. In actual fact, our life is walking in light. There's no darkness around us. Just shadows of darkness. Because the light of God is in us. Greater is he who is in us than the one who is in the world. Amen. The only problem is believing him. The only problem is believing him. When God says it, do you just nod, oh yeah, 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 he's done it for somebody else, but will he do it for me? Believing is knowing that God cares so much about you, cares so much about your well-being, cares so much about everything that is going on in your life, that he will come to your rescue. He will come to your rescue no matter how far you are. No matter how vast that Red Sea looks. Sometimes it looks like you are just going to drown in that Red Sea. But God is a timely God. He is never, ever, ever late. He always stands up on time. He always stands up on time. If you call upon me, you call upon him, he will answer you. Are you calling upon him or are you calling upon the problem? When you call upon him, he will surely answer you. Don't give up on calling upon him. Don't give up on calling upon him. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. There's got to be a place where you sit down and you just, you cannot even pray. You just say, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And he shows up right on time. The children of Israel thought they were going to get swallowed up by the Red Sea. That thing is opening its jaws on you, thinking it will swallow you up, but it will never happen. Because today is enough, is enough. Amen. Today is enough, is enough. Amen. I like what Romans 4.17 says. It is written, I have made thee the father of nations before him who believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead and he calls those things that be not as though they were. Romans 4.17. He quickens the dead. Any dead situation today, God is quickening it. Anything that looks dead in your life, God is bringing life to it. Amen. Anything that looks dead, God is bringing life to it. Amen. I don't know what you've been believing God for that you think is not going to come alive. If it's your job, God can make a way for you. If it's your career, God can make a way for you. If it's your health, God is able to make a way for you. Even in the darkness. You know, God doesn't sleep nor slumber. He's just waiting on us to call on him. He's just waiting on us to call on him. So if you haven't had your answer, just keep calling on him. Amen. Just keep calling on him because every time you call him based on his word, the word will work. The word has never failed. Amen. What does Hebrews 4, 12 says about the word of God? What does it say about the word of God? How powerful is it? For the word of God is living. It is what powerful. And what is it? It is sharper than any two-edged sword. 
piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's how powerful the word of God is. So when you say it, it's not for us to keep quiet. Gone are the days where you say, oh, I'm saying it in my heart. Say it with your mouth. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, what does speak? The mouth speaks it. Don't be polite about the word. Don't say, oh, for me, I'll just say it in my heart. I'm confessing the word with my heart. It's okay. By his stripes, I'm healed. And not say it. When you say it with your mouth, that's where the power comes. That's where creation goes in and says it. So sometimes you might look as if, you know, you just want to stand and read it out so you can hear it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. For the word of God is living, it is powerful. So when you speak it, it, it comes alive. It comes alive, it is powerful, it is sharper. So you send the word as you speak it, it goes through that situation and cuts that situation asunder. A double-edged sword, it means it goes this way, it comes back that way, it goes that way and destroys it, and destroys it, amen. The word of God doesn't miss its target. It's like a tomahawk missile. When it is being programmed, it goes straight, you say, go to that place, hits that spot. Once it goes, it doesn't even have a detour. It doesn't have a diversion. Go straight to the point. Hits the target. But you've got to open your mouth and say it. What are you saying? Don't say a lot of things to your friend and don't say anything about the word. Don't open your mouth and confess negatively to your friends and say nothing about the word. If at all anything you want a place to practice, take the book of Psalms and just in the morning read it aloud to yourself. It will chase away any sleep in your eyes. Stand up and read it. Amen? Amen. Just stand up and read the word. Sometimes you say, oh no, I'll listen on my, on, my, on my mobile. I'll put earphones and listen to the word. Sometimes listening, yes, it's good. Faith comes by hearing. There comes a point where you now need to put the, the earphones down and begin to speak it. Because when you speak it, it comes alive. It is living. It is powerful. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It divides the soul and the spirit. It divides the bone and the marrow. Imagine a drumstick. After you've eaten all your chicken, you open the, the drumstick, the bone. There's marrow going down the bone. But if you were to carve that marrow out of the bone, how long will it take you? The word of God is able to divide joints and marrow. That situation, it's able to carve it so fine that it falls off just like that. That's the word of God. Sharper than any double-edged sword. If you need a miracle, start opening your mouth. You will find it difficult in the first few days to open your mouth and begin to speak the word. It, it is practice. Keep practicing it. Keep practicing it. When you are sick, what do you say? We need to go to the word. You can say I'm well, but what does the word say? By his stripes, I am healed. You can be going down the passage in the house. By his stripes, I am healed. He took my infirmities and by his stripes, I am healed. He was nailed on the cross for me. By his stripes, I am healed. Keep declaring it. Keep declaring it. Keep declaring it. All things are working together for my good. Amen. Hallelujah. When you can't sleep at night, what do you say? You've got to go and find it. He gives his, his beloved good sleep. He gives his beloved good sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. What do you say when you are faced with that situation? Amen. Amen. What do you say when your marriage is not working out? What do you say? 
Let no man put asunder when the enemy is trying to tempt you to put it asunder. Amen. Amen. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Let no situation put asunder. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to know the word for that situation. If I ask you now what situation you're going, to, you're going through, that's fair enough for me to know. But what have you gone to the Bible, even to the concordance at the back, and just say, I'm dealing with anxiety today. Very anxious. Because these things will happen. Why am I anxious today? Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Let your thanksgiving go to God. Amen. Be careful. Be anxious for nothing. But with thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God. Everything you are going through, there's a solution here. Everything, everything, everything. Lack anything. Mountain. What do we say to the mountain? Because mountains come in various forms. Come, some come in little heaps. Come, some in mountain. Some come in mountains that you can't even see where you are going. So a little heap, you say, oh, mountain, be removed, be removed, be removed. But if it's something massive standing before you, do you know a little mountain, it's easy to even, because you might mistake it for a rock, you might just kick it and it might move. But if it's a mountain that is standing before you, you might speak to it and it might just not do anything. You speak to it next time, it just do, does like this. Who are you speaking to me? You speak to it, but... Every single time, because you know the word of God is powerful. Keep speaking to the mountain. Imagine you are using an axe. An axe is getting in that mountain. It might, a few chips might come out first time you do that. But keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But then you realize the word of God has already given you an answer. Whosoever shall say to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, you will have whatsoever you say. You will say to the mountain, you go to sleep, you wake up. Mountain, you're still here. Keep saying it. Mountain, you're still here. Keep saying it. Mountain, you're still here. Keep saying it. I told you, from A to Z, it's going to be a, a long road sometimes. It might be a short road for some. It might be a long road for others, but keep saying it. Don't turn back on your word because you might be from A to Z. You must, might actually be actually on X, Y, and you said something very contrary to God's word, and you go back. This is why people seem to be going in circles. Because once they are X, it's nearly X, Y, Z. If you shall sell to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, you shall have whatsoever you say. You keep saying it, you keep saying it, you keep saying it. And then you meet one person whose battery is not charged. And they tell you, this is an impossible situation. What do you mean God can move it? They pull you back and you go home and you start meditating on the negative And they pull you straight back when you are just on the verge of your breakthrough. Don't allow anybody to cause you to turn back. You are nearly there. You are nearly there. The breakthrough is just there. Some people are saying, why don't I have a testimony? Why is it just sister so and so, this one, this one? But do you know what those people have gone through? Do you know what confession they wake up and make in their lives? Do you know what, what word they are standing on? Don't look at people and say, oh, why, why does she have testimonies every Sunday? Why does she have testimonies every Sunday? Is she making up these testimonies? No. The testimonies are real. And they are real for you too. They are real for you too. For you to move there. Discipline your tongue. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Don't out of anger one day you wake up. Oh, my marriage is not working. I give up. I give up. I give up. You can't give up. You can never give up. Don't give up. 
keeps speaking. And there are some areas in your life you'll get to Z very quickly. And I'm sure God has given you those areas in your life before. And there's some areas you need a powerful word, a sharp word. You keep speaking it. You say mountain be removed. You wake up in the morning, you see, you open one eye. This mountain is still here. But mountain be removed. Mountain be removed. You will sound like you are repeating yourself. But one day, one day, the mountain would have moved. Pastor told his testimony of a cyst he had in his hand. We kept speaking to it. We kept speaking. The doctor made an appointment. We went and they said, oh, you need to remove this because it's going to cause pain on your wrist, blah, blah, blah. The appointment was booked. The surgeons were, were organized. And Pastor said, no, I'm not going. He, 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 on the day of the surgery, he says, no, I'm not going. He, we kept speaking. We kept speaking. One day, and the thing is, the miracles happen when you're less expecting it. Sometimes you wake up and say, oh, a miracle has happened. A miracle has happened. I don't know when it happened. You never know when it happens. But when God does it, you will know he has done it. One day he woke up, the cyst was completely gone. He flexed his wrist, he was fine. So God is working. The word of God, you cannot see it flying all over the place. But when you speak it, remember, it is leaving. You are sending a live word. Just like your signal, your signal on the phone is live. If you were to open your eyes to the frequencies of every network, O2, whatever network you have, BT, whatever network you have, there will be a lot of, of transmissions of signals all over the place over us. But this is what the word of God can do for you. The word is leaving. Your homework is to go home. That situation that is enough is enough in your life. Today we will speak into it, but your homework from then on is to go home. Research the scriptures of what you are going through. Because some people have passed a certain test. Maybe you believe in God for a house. God has given you a house. Maybe you believe in God to heal you. Maybe God has healed you. But there's one area in your life that is still, no, it's not right. It's not right. You have to say enough is enough in this situation. Because in Christ Jesus, we are complete. We are whole. None shall say, I am sick in Zion. So until you see the evidence that that thing is gone, keep speaking. The words of God are living words. Amen. Amen. We just want to stand on our feet as we begin to speak and say enough is enough. Amen. We want to speak and say enough is enough. You are the only one who knows what is enough in your life. Amen. Therefore, it's only you who can speak the word of God this morning. So why don't you just begin to open your mouth and begin to declare enough is enough in that situation. Father, we thank you for your word is living. Your word is sharper. Your word is powerful. Your word, your word is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever ask or imagine. Father, we thank you. We are saying enough, Lord. We are saying enough to that situation. We are saying enough to that situation in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak to every mountain right now. We speak into every mountain right now that is standing before your people. We say mountains be removed and be cast to the sea. We do not doubt in our hearts. We believe the word of God. We believe the word of God. We believe the word of God. Mountain be removed and be cast to the sea. We do not doubt in our hearts, but we believe. We believe, Lord. Help our unbelief, Lord. Help our unbelief. We believe your word. Every mountain that is standing before your people, Lord. Every mountain standing before the church of solution. Any mountain standing before your people this morning. Father, we shout grace. We shout grace. We shout grace, Lord. We shout grace, Lord. Oh, who are you, O oh mountain? Who are you, O oh mountain? Who are you, O oh mountain, before solution? Who are you, O oh mountain, before God's people? Who are you, O oh mountain, before God's people?
people. You shall become a plain. You shall become a plain. You are becoming plain this morning. You are becoming plain this morning. Your mountain of death, your mountain of death, your mountain of sickness, your mountain of poverty, your mountain of sickness, your mountain of anxiety, your mountain of sickness, we command you to become plain this morning. We command you to become plain this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Your mountain of lack, your mountain of anxiety, your mountain of lack, we command you to become a plain this morning. Your mountain, you feel the mountain of sickness. We command you to become plain this morning. Oh, Rakateria Babahanda Rababahanda. Oh, Rekaya Bahanda Rekaya Bahanda. Oh, Rakateria Kase Eke Bahanda. Oh, Rabababasanda Rababasata. Oh, Rekateria Bababasata. Oh, you mountain of not progressing. Oh, you mountain of not progressing. We command you to move after God's way. You mountain, oh, leave God's marriages alone. Leave God's marriages alone. Give solution marriages alone. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mountain of death. Mountain of sickness. Mountain of lack. Mountain of sickness. We command you to say enough. We say enough is 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 enough. We say enough of your torment. We say enough of your sickness. We say enough of, of tormenting God's people. Thank you, Jesus. We've been around this mountain for far too long. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.